It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What? Okay, just just me, I guess. Oh, hi. Oh, you you're there too. What? I I bumped it and it muted my microphone. Oh, all right. right. Welcome in. Yelling what's up to nobody. Uh, Apparently. Well, I don't know. Is little Dottie there? (laughs) She might. Nobody's there. Yeah. Not yet. Anyway, they'll be here shortly. Welcome into episode number point one eight of Jobbing Out, or in other words, what I effing hope Aaron's blood level is, blood alcohol level is, <laughs> if he's not able to join this show while he's been out at a damn golf tournament this week. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, with you. However, we'll keep this one a little bit tighter. Um, try to cover just the big topics from the week. Of course, we'll end up screaming about those, and after two hours, I'll say, "Remember how we're going to keep it tighter this week." <laughs> That's well. One thing we can agree on before we, we disagree on about things is that it's becoming clearer and clearer that Aaron does not take the show seriously. Well, we kind of. I feel like we could have felt him calling his shot when he first took the new job. Remember, we were very trepidatious about the new job. Like, we wanted to be excited for him about it, but at the same time, we were like, "Eh, I got a bad feeling about this." He's got to yeah. wear these dumb suits now. And like, look, I. I say this as a man who knows, because trust me, I look stupid in a suit. Aaron looks really stupid in a suit. Like, you have to understand, I'm not <laughs> criticizing. I'm I'm with him. We are guys that look dumb in suits. It's just the way that it goes. Some guys look very good in suits. You're like, dude, I, you look amazing. Aaron and I, Brandon, I've never really even seen you in a suit, honestly. So, I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm like... I look okay in a suit. Yeah, I look dumb. But you know how there's guys that wear suits that, like, look weird in other clothes? Oh, 100%. Yes. We're not those guys. No, not at all. We like, look, it's the exact like There's opposite. guys that I know that wear, even if it's not a suit, they wear a tie or whatever, and that looks like they're, like, what they should be wearing. Mm-hmm. And then when you see them in a t-shirt, you're like, no, I don't think you... I, I would say that when I wear a suit, I look like a guy playing dress-up. Like, that's, yes. that's what I, it is. I, I feel like... Part of it is probably because we're bad at picking them too. hundred percent, and and we probably lazily and, get them and don't and, get them fit uh, I, the correct and, way. It's not only that we don't that. get them fit the correct way; we wear them so infrequently that we're they're all not, right. They're that not we fluctuate exactly right. right. Like if we go ten pounds up, ten pounds down, something like that. It's just it's all part of the story of why yes. we don't look good in suits. And so when we saw Aaron in his dumb suit recently, I was like, oh no. Now, maybe with Aaron wearing suits every day moving forward, he's going to end up becoming someone who looks better when he wears a suit, right? Like, that that day could be coming. But I have seen Aaron in suits. He does not look good in suits. He looks dumb in suits. So I am convinced this is all bad. Um, he like he keeps offering the dumbest times for when he could do the show. I, we're, we're trashing Aaron. Understand. It, we should. Um, <laughs> I never really thought I might say we love him. Nah, we should. We should trash him. He's offering the dumbest possible times for doing a show. He's like, dude, what if we do a show on Monday night? I'm like, to, to recap what? At what what are we recapping and what are we previewing at that point? If we do a show on a Monday, are we are we are we doing another show on Friday and we're just talking about 
two shows between now and then? Like, what is the strategy for the times that he throws out there for doing a show? I get it. Friday afternoon, not ideal, because by the time we get to SmackDown, everybody's watched, right? I understand that. It's fine. But at least we know we're covering everything from the previous Friday to now. If he says, let's just move the show to Mondays moving forward, okay, well, then we would know. But he's throwing out all these arbitrary times for doing shows. He's like, well, I, this week I could do it on Monday. Then I could do it on Wednesday night. Then I could do it. I'm like, what are we talking about if we do this show that way? How does this? It is hard enough for me to try to watch all of this wrestling in enough time to be able to do a show on Friday. Although, ironically, I watched all of it by Wednesday this week, um, which is very, very rare for me and not something that I do frequently. Um, but that's that's the reality of it. Will we see him next week? Who knows? Who knows? Will we miss him? Definitely not. 100% we will not miss the man, and we will move forward, uh, and we will continue, and he can continue to get drunk at a dumb golf tournament. Is there anything else we feel like saying about the topic? No. I mean, I feel like we already... Spent 10 of our minutes on this. All right, let's move on. Brandon wants to uh, uh, take a victory lap this week because he thinks that on Monday night it proved that he is right and we are all wrong. That's correct. Here's where I am, right? How did you know? I didn't even... Do you know what's really funny about this? We have not spoke... Like, normally we have this storyline overall, like if we're combining Cody, Roman, right? What all this exciting stuff that's happening in wrestling, we at least text a little bit about, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This is the first week in a while that we legitimately have not. So, well, well, there's a there's a couple of things here, right? One, when it happened, because for the most part it was good, I knew immediately. Ah, if I know my friend Brandon, if I know my pal, he is ready to do a parade. He is he's giving himself a BJ over this. Like he's that that's that's with the, a cautious eye to the future. Yes. So that's the, true. it's it's twofold. One, um. It, it doesn't change any of what we said at the time. Even if we accept it, it wouldn't change anything of what we said at the time because what we said at the time is they've got to do it. Like, they have to do the work in order to make it work. Monday was good. and Monday was really good. What, I, what jumped out at me about Monday is still twofold, right? It was really good, but they still haven't done a Cody Rhodes-Roman Reigns thing. They did a Paul Heyman-Dusty Rhodes thing, which is perfect. Honest to God, perfect. But, and it's, but, but I will say... It's being respectful to what Roman Reigns is doing right now to not do Roman yet. As that there's a good argument for that. There is still the point that I would bring up that I don't it's like re- for Sammy too. Respect to Sammy too. To some extent, yes. And and I would still go back to I don't know how they turn this into a story about the bloodline again for two reasons. One, because there is no story about the bloodline, and two because the bloodline is going to be doing something else at WrestleMania, and that continues to be disappointing, that the bloodline is the most important thing that's existed in all of professional wrestling, and then you get to the main event of WrestleMania, and you're largely abandoning the bloodline storyline. Like, I can't get away from that. But the story about Paul Heyman and Dusty Rhodes, and really that's been the Cody Rhodes story entirely, right? Like... The story is less about Cody Rhodes, guy who wrestled with a purple shoulder and guy who created AEW. And that that might be purposeful because they don't know. I I don't know that everyone that's in this crowd loves AEW, right? So it might be they purposely tried to to avoid the leaning into you like this guy because he gives you he gave you this other thing that you may or may not like, right? Like. 
we don't know that everybody in this crowd is an AEW fan. Right. But what I would say is the story that they've told that has been good is the Dusty story, right? Like, that's, of course, the story here is I'm trying to live out the American dream's American dream, right? Combined with the Cody story. The Cody story's been so secondary since he returned, though. No, I mean, they they stress the undesirable to undeniable stuff. They I mean, use I that. They've used that quote, but this and they've and those those videos, you know, the, the him coming back to the Rumble and all the stuff he was saying. I mean, you probably fast forwarded those or something, but I, and I resisted fast forwarding them because I didn't want to watch them either. But they were telling that story. I mean, it was it was it was what happened since he was back, but it was also layered with the story of him coming back and why that was so devastating for that to happen because of the previous. Um, I think that, I think they're using, I mean, obviously they're using Dusty to get to Cody and I think that you're going to see, I think they're using Dusty to try to make it. I I think it's not just that. I think maybe even intelligently, and I'll get to something that was reported this week about the, the, the blowback that we have been speculating about, they've been using Dusty to try to insulate and protect Cody right. from any of that. To say because you, if if, there, if he doesn't say that, it could turn into what happened in AEW if he says everything else about himself. Well, and, and not that. And even if you're mad about Sammy not getting his comeuppance, you're going to be mad about us trying to live out Dusty Rhodes' dream. You're right. going to boo well, that? Well, well, here's one thing I got to say, though. Take Sammy out of it, right? Which is obviously a huge part of this all. But, like, let's say that that wasn't a thing. That's They should still should have been worried about everybody turning on Cody because it already sure, happened. Sure, 100%, 100%, because he was a horrible <laughs> character. And, I mean, we talked about that and, before, well, and as before we knew that this would c- as come I've to said this. said a yeah. couple times, he's not nearly as good at promoing as either he or they think he is, right? like He's good in the situation he was put in on Monday. But he's not, in general... He does he's not, not good standing there, but he's not standing there by himself. Yes. Like, no, like legitimate promoing. Yeah. I mean, like putting yourself over he's and I think he's over. I think he's above average to great in the situations with other people. And he's below. average. I think by he himself. can be. I still yeah, think that's fair. Can be. Yeah. Can be great. But like, I feel. There's something about, and I've noticed this even with him in AEW, um, not when they were doing like really atrocious things, but when he was actually in a storyline with like someone significant and not someone they were pretending that was significant. I noticed that his promos are better in that environment. And there's something about him that's more organic or more less cringy. When he's in that environment, and then as soon as he's by himself, you just cross your fucking. I'm sorry, you cross your fingers that you're. He's not going to go off on some weird, really self like transparently self indulgent thing that turns people away. I I would I would go one step further. I just don't think he commands a microphone. He's not interesting. Right. Sometimes it's not. It's just there, and it's not always just about the words that he's saying. It a lot of times is about the voice that he's saying it with. He is that. Oh yeah, he does that weird thing like that. Yeah, I don't know how to define it exactly. That, uh, 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 
Yeah, it, like that it, weird. It's like, just not the command that you would want from a top guy in a professional wrestling company. Now, to be very clear, plenty of champions have had similar problems over the years, but he does not have the when your mouth opens, I have to listen speaking tone and cadence. I have felt so far, at least when in WWE, he's been in the like 85 percentile. Like he has not sunk to the like, there might have been a moment or two, but like for in general, we used to come on the show every single week and talk about how terrible, terrible promo after terrible promo. And part of that was what the story was yeah, as well. Right. The but words like, but were... the delivery also wasn't great. No. You know? I, I think that, I mean, again, I think Cody is probably one of those people who benefits greatly from the structure of WWE. Like, it probably keeps him in check enough to where the worst he's going to get is maybe a 75. Okay. I, versus, I, I can hear that. Versus having autonomy to do anything I, in the I, other company. And I think all of that is why it's smart to keep this on Dusty. It, it's, it protects, right? All of it is protected. Let's be fair about this. They're putting Cody Rhodes in a situation he's never been in before. They're putting, they're putting him... Not only are they doing that, they're putting him in a really bad corner potentially correct or 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 prior prior to monday we weren't sure i'm i was pretty sure that it was going to be fine because of all the things that you said like the insulation was already there right and i think they just solidified that on monday like i think by the way how ballsy was it for them to even go there with the Sami Zayn stuff like i thought that was insanely ballsy, and then they made it go away immediately with the segment that they, that well, and, they produced. And, and part of this, and we have to be, this is Paul Heyman being the gene. Like, yes, I, I don't know how many bloodline right, thing. Is. I don't know how many times we're going to say this. You know, forever, we're never going to have anyone quite like Paul Heyman in all of professional wrestling. And that's with no disrespect to any of the brilliant minds that have come through professional wrestling. Paul. Heyman is like the term wrestling God should really be reserved for this. Like it is so smart and he is so talented and he is so good. Cause let's be fair. The con, the actual content of the, like, you know, I, he didn't love your other brother and he wishes that it's only okay. Right. Like, no, it's, the content before that was really the, strong, but the actual sales point of, trying to uh, your your father didn't love you is so absurd that like it's not all that i'm mean, if you separated it from everything else if well, he you, didn't say that but he, he said his father did love him but he but said i would roman reigns is the son he wish he had correct right like now to your point to in the next couple of weeks you could keep flushing that out and just being more of i love but laying it all on the line the way that paul Heyman did Here's the thing, man. Do you know what that makes that great? We know that that's true. Not what he said, but we know that Cody thinks that shit. Like, we know from interviews that this is a real thing. That he felt um, not replaced, but he felt slighted by the fact that Dusty Rhodes took Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and all these guys under his wing and never trained him or shared any kind of wrestling whatever with him that's a real thing like that's not a made-up wrestling thing that's i've heard him say that in like multiple 
interviews that this is like a that's part of what makes this so good is like obviously what Paul Heyman said is ridiculous in if we're talking in real life terms but but a lot of that was rooted in the real story of Cody and his father's relationship in the the latter years of what Dusty was doing um in WWE and it's kind of ironic that that's even they didn't even have to make up that Roman Reigns was one of the people because he really was. Right. And and that's kind of incredible. Uh, and, and and all of it worked. Here's the part that's still missing, right? The part that's still missing is none of it tells me why I need Cody Rhodes to get over on Roman Reigns. Like, none of it does. But you have to trust them with that part. I, you keep using those words. But listen, we're two, the guy wins the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. The guy has a promo with Paul Heyman. That's the part of the story we're at. And Roman Reigns is in another storyline that, assumingly, is going to be wrapped up here this weekend. Next weekend, I'm sorry. Yes. It's Friday, so I'm confused. Um, so I think you get that. You're, you're going to get that. And I think, I think with what we got Monday, they earn more trust because I didn't even see that coming. No, I thought like, it, I did, I, right. I, I thought it was very good. I still I, – I worry that there are two stories that exist and they're not going to successfully merge the two together. I'm and I have every reason to be worried about that. I worry that they're playing notes on a Cody Rhodes story and they've been playing notes on a Roman Reigns story and they just don't fully know how to merge them all together the correct way. Now, that doesn't mean it still can't be really good and if they can at least get you to a place where you don't really care all that much about the Roman Reigns story anymore and you're just so in on the Cody Rhodes story, well then... It doesn't matter all that much, right? Like, it's kind of irrelevant if they didn't tell a perfect story and instead just went with a good story and, you know, so be it. I will still nitpick it because I still have a problem, particularly if Cody is going to win, of the idea being that you had this guy be champion for a thousand days only for him ultimately to lose in favor of a story that could have involved anybody else as the opponent, right? Like, that you don't need it to be Roman Reigns to tell that other story. I'll nitpick it that way, but it doesn't mean that it won't still be a moment because they do such a good job with the Cody side of it to create a right. WrestleMania moment. It, you know what else is pretty incredible? And, and I know that we're going to talk about this every week leading up to WrestleMania, and we'll be back and forth, and I'd be interested to hear... Actually, I'm not interested to hear Aaron's per- perspective. Yeah, I, well, I don't know him. why. I don't think anyone's ever said they were interested in hearing <laughs> Aaron's just, perspective. I really am interested in hearing. It's like the thing I know we're going to be talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks is, and and I this is my theory, and I, we'll go back and forth on it. I think this works even if he loses. In fact, depending on what the plan is here, it might work better if he loses. The only thing that sucks about that is then that there's still you know it's going to happen at some point, so it's going to create an inevitable moment, and I don't know if that's a bad or good thing. Um, and, but I'm the story on a, in, sorry the story in of itself is not damaged either way. I think it's valid whether he wins now or he wins some other time. But my question is though. Does him not winning create a problem? Uh, like, okay, we go back to the Drew McIntyre stuff, right? Like, there was a moment, like, sure, they rushed it, whatever they did, but it was still the right thing to do, and it still 
got the reaction they wanted, or we assume it would have if we had a crowd at WrestleMania, but it was getting the reactions prior to the audiences being gone. Mm-hmm. But eventually that waned, right? And if if you don't pull the trigger with Cody and you create him looming, basically you know he's winning, you just don't know when, and then as soon as he's in a storyline, like, do you think that pull, that sucks the life out of this? And 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 I want to. The reason I'm asking that is because that might be the reason why you need him to win now. So I understand what you're saying. I do, right? That like I I I don't. I don't really want to feel like I'm watching something that's just inevitable, right? Like I, I want to feel like there's something there. I do wonder if you're, if I feel like if you have him lose and go through it again, you can recreate the moment, right? Like if you have him lose and then just linger at the top of the card and then just always beat everybody, like I think he would have to go through another period of self-doubt, another setback, something like that, in order to... Re- like, he would almost have to turn heel for a few months or something. Like, like I feel like there's something weird there where, because of all the things we've said in the past, because he's not that bulletproof guy, like, we, I think he works when he's got all the momentum behind him, which he does right now. But, like, I would, I would put him in the category of a Seth Rollins of a, you know, that level of person who can have lulls you know Seth Rollins was getting booed for as a face for whatever a few months before they finally just turned him heel so like I'm wondering if the argument is that the story is so good now and the momentum is there that you almost have to do it because of the specific circumstances but in context of what his story is you definitely don't and those two things conflict, well, right? And, like, and then you you add in all of the other stuff, right? Like right. that that's where the Roman stuff becomes relevant again, right? Like that you you just the Cody story is always the Cody story, no matter who the opponent is on the other side, right? Like the the story of someone conquering Roman can only happen one time when someone conquers Roman. But you have two different stories, and they both could be told. And that it goes back to my frustration about all of this. There is no reason why you have to do this match at WrestleMania because both of these things, these two separate moments, could both exist on two separate nights at WrestleMania, and it could be magic. And instead, you're sort of trying to force it all into one. Now, to your point, yes, it, it doesn't have to end. Um, although, at that point, you get no moments, right? <laughs> like, you get nothing out of it. Um yeah, a hundred percent. There is an argument that you've gone this far, you've created the thing. It's WrestleMania. You got to pay it off, right? Like if you're not giving it, what are you? What is the average wrestling fan getting at, at WrestleMania if they don't get Cody Rhodes winning the belt? Well, we're we we can talk about that too. That that probably should be something we talk about because there's some things to discuss in that realm. But I, I hear what you're saying, and and it, I think. There's another question you have to ask, right? If you're WWE and you're really like, my guess is they already know whether they're doing that or not. Like they've made a decision and he's, he's either winning or they have some reason why he's not that, that is as much about Roman Reigns as it is about Cody. Like they have probably two paths in mind of whatever, whatever reason why that finish is going to be the way it is. But I will tell you this. If you think 
if you have invested so much in Cody that you think that he is going to be like, obviously he can't be John Cena, but he's John Cena light or whatever, whoever the person is that you're strapping everything behind as a baby face character, he has to win this. I, I almost like if he doesn't, cause look what happened with drew, right? No, I, like I hear you. You can still get back back there with with Drew, I believe. Well, and it's, but it's, he lost a ton of steam um, by him losing. And then again, when when the guy loses and you move on to someone else, the problem with the WWE product at this time is that there's nothing else major for those people to do. Well, and as I try talking about it all the time, it's way easier for Drew McIntyre because he looks like Drew McIntyre. Right, like, it's right, way right. easier for someone who looks like a superhero. But look how hard it was for Seth Rollins. Like, he had to become a cartoon character. Right. And it worked, and it's great, and that's not to say that Cody couldn't come up with something. Um, I'm just saying, like, to your point, when you do that with people, and, and by the way, even with Drew looking the way he does, it's still an issue. <laughs> I mean, it's still an issue. Like, it's not the singing that damaged him. It was what you they, what you do with them when they're not in the main event that damages them, to a degree. I don't want to overstate it. I'm just saying, like, when you have someone in a tag team for it, just nobody wants to acknowledge it, but it it it's a thing. Like, it's a thing when you put someone in a tag team, they're not taken as seriously. And when you book them like a tag team guy, and they're losing to people, and you know what I mean, like. Yes. It, so you can't do that with Cody and expect him to also be on the face of the trading cards and, and the sodas and all that well, stuff. And some of that goes back to my feeling that Cody is the wrong guy for that. But, you know, that that if that's what they've decided, that's what they've decided, right? But like I this... think your feeling is only wrong or right. I'm sorry. Your, your feeling is only right if they think they can do what I just said and, and be fine. I think your feeling is wrong in the sense that they can ride this wave and get away with it for a time. I think your feeling is right in the long term, but I think your feeling is wrong in the short term. I think in the, oh, short, in the term, short term, sure, he can be a, a thousand percent can be that person. I, I don't disagree with that. I, I'm talking about the guy that you're getting a decade's worth of something well, I, out of. Which I is, think you can get a decade from, from him, but more I, in the Seth Rollins. That, that's, I think you can get a de decade's yeah. worth of relevance from Cody Rhodes. I don't think you can get a decade's worth of you know, top of the company type of guy from Cody. I mean, like top, top of the company type of guy. By the way, you know what I was thinking about this week? Um, after I saw the segment and I was couldn't wait to come on the show and tell you how right I was about everything. Um, have you worn pants at all this week? Or like, have you just been walking over, like, like with your heart on, just sort of like running into people? It like, hey, my sorry about that. It was a hell of a promo on Monday night. My fault. You know, it took my entire being not to text you about Monday, but I knew it would be better if we didn't. And I also just happened to watch Vengeance Day right after that, and there, I have a lot of excitement to talk to about that. But um, so I think we texted a tiny little bit, but you hadn't watched it. Um, I will say that the thought that I did have of the way that this could all go south, and and <laughs> I'm actually a little bit surprised. There's nothing out there about this and I don't want there to be right but there is one thing that could happen that could ruin all of this with Cody and that's if somehow his contract gets leaked 
and in the contract it says all of this stuff interesting was yeah right that he only came back because he was told he was going to get the beat well, Roman Reigns oh, or, I wouldn't use the word only because I don't think yeah, that matters that's fine I but think it was part that, of the agreement was that he gets to beat yeah. Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania next year or something like that yeah right. that would that would be bad that would definitely winning, be winning Royal Rumble yep. number 30 the whole deal yep all of a sudden he loses a lot of that and he goes back to kind of being a conniving power hungry <laughs> right. like all of the, the things the, that, you want to see wrestling people turn on someone oh in five yeah. seconds oh yeah big time big leak time. that shit <laughs> um, i don't i don't know if they would have done that but like i wouldn't put it past them i wouldn't put it past them but this also goes back to we never knew who the answer was to begin with so like to them it might have just been convenient like okay we got to tie this up at some point sure what the heck why not right like sure we, no we, i just mean we like, don't have if, an answer what, anyway what if his contract said yeah I, I come back this year and then i win the title at wrestlemania next year and didn't say roman reigns but now they're just where they well, are yeah you can tie and it that's together. why all that news came out about them trying to do all the gymnastics with the belts that they ultimately decided not to presumably do presumably abandoned presumably although I mean, I guess there's still some world where they could just choose an arbitrary Raw match and make it a championship match. I mean, there's some world where they could do something insane in that Roman Reigns-Sami Zayn match that results in one of those belts. I I guess. No, I I mean, how big of a mistake would that be considering that where we stand now, I think now you guys should agree that currently where we stand, as long as they keep writing the wave of Monday and, and doing equally smart things, they'll get what they want, right? Well, let's let's talk about that. Um, I don't know if you saw this at Cage Side today, but multiple outlets report that the reason why WWE ran the angle between Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman on this week's Raw instead of waiting until after Elimination Chamber is because WWE wants to make sure that Cody's WrestleMania story doesn't become secondary to Sami Zayn. Of course, the that's why they exact did it. scenario that we have been talking about, and this right, always, and they killed it they, with one segment. They didn't. You're wrong oh, about they that. They absolutely killed no, it. You're, you're, there were people chanting Sami Zayn I, for three seconds, and right? And Paul Heyman came out, and Paul Heyman was gold. And I understand that there's some world in which you can just always have Paul Heyman solve the problem, right? Like he literally becomes the babysitter of this between now and WrestleMania, which is not good, but you do it pur- purposefully. Because you're aware of the other thing. This still comes back to you can't change how that crowd in Montreal reacts that night. You are still playing with fire. And the first crowd after that night is going to react however the Montreal crowd did because this is what wrestling crowds do. They want to be rep- they want to you know, get themselves over. They want to be repetitive. We went through and we looked at the cities, and de- it's definitely not nearly as bad as it's been in some years leading into WrestleMania where they were going through like a Boston, Philly, Chicago gauntlet or something like that. Boston, yeah, Philly, like by Chicago- the time they get to those towns, they are going to be through some towns that's going to throw You would think will have helped cool yeah. things down. But if Montreal is so mad about whatever happens that they are willing to piss on Cody Rhodes over it, and Ottawa picks that up, which is the one that we looked at and is also Canadian and also presumably loves Sami Zayn because of it, that's the scenario that throws a wrench in everything. That no matter what you do with Paul Heyman, no matter what you do with Dusty Rhodes, no matter what you do with any of these things, 
What happens that night in Montreal, I keep coming back to it. The part of the puzzle that still matters is what do you do to make me want Sammy and Kevin more than I want Sammy? And I still don't know what that answer is, and I particularly don't know what that answer is in Montreal. Like, that's the... My God, if that show was in Fort Wayne, it's not nearly this type of conversation. Right. But it's... I See, here's the thing. I, I think... I think they've created an expectation here. This goes back to the second Daniel Bryan thing. Like, when the second Daniel Bryan situation happened and they had him fight Roman at Roadblock or whatever, you knew what was going to happen, right? And so the crowd reaction to it wasn't nearly as fierce because they kind of knew. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're in a similar scenario here. I think that... By setting up the WrestleMania angle, you've created the expectation that Sami Zayn's not winning. I haven't heard one person say they think that's going to happen, and I haven't heard one person say that it's a problem other than us. Well, like, like all the stuff that I, I kind of like tuned into to, to all the popular you know radio shows, podcasts for quick little segments just to hear what people are saying, and like after that Monday segment, no one's talking about that. Well, and I, I don't, everyone yeah. was talking about the Monday segment. I, I, I understand, but you can only get one week out of that. Like, they, they have to do more TV. They're going to do television well, tonight. Of course. They're gonna I do, mean, we're sitting here like, after the first segment. That, you know, like, like there's And there's, there's twofold. Again, I would be inclined to agree with many of the things that you are saying if the show wasn't in Montreal. Like, that's still the wild card about all of this. Like, they, I don't know. I don't know at all all what they're going to end up doing remind me what was it that, that other daniel bryan thing was what year it was was it that was, 2021 because they it threw was when he it was when he eventually went to wrestlemania to win the intercontinental championship intercontinental championship i don't remember what year that was I, I I will come back to, to two things. But it was like people started to do the... They're like, we're going to yeah. have Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, and then he beat him fair. And, and I'm trying to remember, what, what was the WrestleMania main event ultimately? Triple H, right? Was that it? God, that's a... Ugh. Didn't he win the Rumble, and he won the title, and wasn't that that year? Man, you're going to have to go back and do that. This is, you know what? I can't believe I'm saying this is where I do miss Aaron. Because Fastlane. It was Fastlane. Or no, that sorry, that was the more recent one. Yeah, was Fastlane the, was, was the 2021 year where they just ended up throwing him in the main event anyway, where they just made right. it a triple threat. Um right. I'm you're gonna have to go back. It's not really all that germane to the topic, because I'm still coming back to the wild card is we've never had this exact scenario before. The things that you're talking about, I think could be more relevant anywhere else but there. Oh, you know what's it was also fast lane, but 2015 instead 2015 of 2015 fast lane. God. Isn't that wild? God. How many um, fast lanes have they done? Anyway, sorry. Um I, I I keep coming back to that part of the equation and it's it, it's just a wild card I can't answer. I can't answer what they're going to do to keep the Montreal crowd from losing their effing minds. And that matters it matters significantly in all of this I, I i don't know i don't have the answer i i understand your inevitable feeling about it like and i don't think that you're 
I don't know that you're even wrong necessarily that like even the crowd in Montreal doesn't go in, hey, like we know how this is going to go. But right. that still doesn't mean that they're not mad about that. Like that that they specifically are supposed to care as much about I, Cody Rhodes as they care about Sami Zayn. I would just add to it though the atmosphere. The atmosphere is that people haven't been shitting on the show. And it's been a long time since anyone's done something like that. Um so like there's that too. Like I think we that the, the Daniel Bryan stuff, like, I don't know if that's ever going to happen again, and I don't think it matters who the people are. I disagree. I, th- I think that the environment that was created at the time was that, th- that that's when people started to realize they could, like, do that. Like, they could go to WrestleMania and chant something that you're not supposed to chant and then get on. Like, I feel like that's kind of gone by the wayside. If, if anything, that's what the people that watch AEW do. You know, like, I, I don't feel like... I mean, when's the last time you felt that sentiment in a WWE show? I mean, it hasn't been overwhelming. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I would still say that part of it is because they haven't had a moment that has felt quite as controversial since then, right? Like, I, for whatever it is, people like Brock Lesnar. So the things that we've gotten mad about Brock Lesnar, it's not translated. Right. They like right. seeing a superstar. There hasn't been a powder keg in order to spark it. You're going into a city whose most notable contribution to the history of professional wrestling is the word screw job. But do you remember why the Daniel Bryan stuff happened? Like, do you remember the catalyst for it all? The original catalyst? I, I, tell me. They had Sheamus beat him at WrestleMania in 10 seconds. Okay, but that... that but that's that's what happened, though. The next night on Raw, they chanted his name through the whole show because they felt like they, this character that they had gotten behind, that this, this weird heel kind of anti-hero kind of character that they liked. But it was also tied in with WWE saying, we like him, just not to this much. And that's but it was but but hold on, there's more to it. So it was that combined with the fact that, you know, the Internet had decided that Seamus was Triple H's best friend. Like none of that's happening right now. Like there were so many other things that were part of that. No, like the the, the part was a rejection of things that were being shoved down the audience's throat that they didn't want, and that's not happening right now. No, the part where we're gonna give you someone and make them a big deal, but not let it get paid off is still quite real. Like that's the most direct parallel. They let Daniel Bryan beat John Cena fair for the title at SummerSlam. Like, they have not done that with Sami Zayn. I don't feel like they Yes, ever... I would argue that it's far worse than the situation they were in with Daniel Bryan. That if there was ever a time for somebody to lose their minds, it's the Aaron's point. No, see, it's the opposite, though, because they've never done anything to tell you that this guy can beat Roman Reigns. Except for literally putting him in a program with WrestleMania with Roman Reigns right outside of WrestleMania. Like, no, but, th- but, but what have they done on the show to suggest that he has a fighting chance in that match? The, 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 the Daniel Bryan they've created as a main event star and then pulled the rug out underneath him. Like, they didn't do that with this character. They have not portrayed it, him. It's fine to say that it's not a, an exact parallel. It's not the exact same thing. I have but, no but problem again, with that. Daniel but Daniel pretending... Bryan was winning matches. Daniel Bryan was beating people. Daniel Bryan was winning titles. Sami Zayn like, is competing for the, the, cha- the Universal Championship for, one pay- like 
But you, listen, Ric Flair competed for the world championship when he had no prayer of winning. I'm just saying, like, just being in a title match doesn't mean anyone thinks he's winning. How many times have there been? How many times have we gone on this show? That's but that's the, kind of the problem. Like, the the problem is you're trying to tell us that someone is good enough to not be good enough, and we want to use our voices to say f you. He's good enough to be good enough. Like, that's what you're running into, potentially. But the problem is I don't think they believe that. that but like, that's I don't nonsense. Think they be- I don't think the audience believes – like, what am I trying to say here? Like, I think the problem and why these situations are so different is with Daniel Bryan, they told you they thought that, but then somebody else came in and said, no, I'm overruling that and we're going to bury him. And the audience was privy to all that information. That's not what's happening here. If anything, this is an elevation of this guy. You know what I mean? It's such a different situation where, like, he is in such more of a prominent position than anyone believed he ever would be. And I think that's the difference. I think that they haven't created the false expectation that this person should be the champion of the show. They've done nothing to suggest that you shouldn't want it. Of course not, but that, those are two different things. They I think are wanting but it they're... and knowing knowing that knowing that it's realistic that that you can expect. Like I, oh, I, just I think, think what you're they've... what you're trying to create is an argument why someone shouldn't do that. Absolutely not a warranted argument for why they wouldn't do that, but why they shouldn't. Hey, I hear your opinion, but, that's but why be I think fair. I guess that's my point. I I'm, think that's why it won't happen. I'm saying that's why maybe it wouldn't happen in Richmond. Assuming that it won't happen in someone's hometown, in a city that, again, has, for the history of professional wrestling, has been compared to the Bret Hart thing, is nuts. I just don't think think there's anything that's going to happen that's going to roll over into the rest of the weeks of the show. I, that's going to create some kind of controversy. I think it depends Unless on how... Unless they want it to. And, that's a different I, I'll go with, I think it depends on how ugly it is. I think that that part of it matters. But, if I it's, think, but, but listen, I think if they do that, then it's intentional at that point. Then it's on purpose. Because I don't think... There's nothing they're going to do unintentionally that's going to create that. I think if they're, gonna, if they're going in and they're going to do something to create that crowd reaction, it's going to be purposeful. And I, I think you're assuming that it it's I think you're putting it on them. I'm saying it's the exact opposite thing. I'm assuming the crowd is going to react that way. I think it's on them to figure out how to prevent it. You're saying they have to trigger it. I don't think that's the case. I think when Sami Zayn doesn't win that match and it's abundantly clear that they are pushing him to the side, the crowd is inclined to react a certain way. They have to do something proactively to prevent it. I think the assumption is that you're going to get bonkers negative reaction. Bonkers. Insane. How dare you do this to our guy in this city? How dare you reaction? Now they've known. But that's kind of what you. It's tough because you kind of do want that, right? Like, you kind of want that heat, but then you have to somehow transfer it to the Usos. That's, that's exactly, like, and that's, again, why the most likely scenario is that Jay is going to come back and help screw Sammy, because that's the best thing you can do to try to translate it to the Usos, right? Like, that's the best thing you can do, and why it's the most likely scenario for how that night is going to play out. Will it be enough? You know, that 
we got to see it, right? Like, you somehow have to make the story about Jey Uso and that make that enough and get Roman out of the picture after he wins and have Sammy in there with the Usos getting wrecked and Kevin comes out to try to save him and that make the crowd go crazy and make you want that match. And I think that's what they'll do. And if they do it without misstepping in any way and if the crowd isn't, like there is some world where that you you show up that night and that crowd is so electric and so on fire and sounds like a European soccer crowd and they're singing and you've got a problem. You've got a you know if Cena wins we riot situation I was just on say, your is hands. There gonna be if Sammy loses we riot. Like, legitimately a concern that that there is a chance that that crowd is just drunk and it's Quebec on a Saturday night and they are electric. And you can't stop it, no matter what you've done. And I think the path is pretty obvious as to what you're going to do, but there is a scenario where there's nothing that you can do. It just doesn't matter. Their minds are made up. And I can't guarantee it one way or the other, right? Like, I can't... There is... It's At the moment, what I'm saying is I think it's all a wild card. I think you're going to get there to the Elimination Chamber and... Anything could be on the table for how this goes. To your point, the ancillary stuff, what they did on Monday night, excellent. The idea of let's just make this a dusty story and let's let's tread lightly here, all smart. The reminder that you've got Paul Heyman in your back pocket and Paul Heyman is Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman can save you at every turn, there is so much that stacks that way. But you still have to execute it that night and that crowd will always remain an uber wild card to me because it could be anything. It might be that there's just no unity within that crowd, right? There's a handful of people that are those crazy drunks that want to start singing, but it's only a handful of those people and it's more like families that are there that like Sami Zayn but are just inclined to like professional wrestling and it's all good. I, you, you The point that you bring up about did WWE give away all of those types of fans to AEW and that's just not the crowd anymore? We might learn that. It might very well be that, that we do this show the week after that. I say, dude, that's exactly what it is. Like, the AEW people are gone, and it's a different type of crowd that's there. This feels like the night that those folks would come back, right? Yes. Like, yep. this feels like the night <laughs> it definitely does. where if, if they are gone, they arrive at the arena that night. But, well, I mean, like, I think, Anytime they go to Canada, that would probably be the case, right? Yeah, that's fair. Like, there might yeah. be markets in America where, because they play those markets so many times. Yeah. Like, you're, it's a mixed bag. Like, even, I, I've even felt like there's been Barclays audiences that haven't been so great lately. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Agree. Yeah. And so, like, I think that to your point, they go to Quebec less. So, of course, it's same thing when they go to Europe or when they go to wherever, those crowds just tend to be fire because. The excitement is there. They don't right. get a show every four months or whatever it is or every six months. So, yes, that's that's fair. Um, and we'll see. I, Look, I, we're, we're still, you know, speculating, obviously, and we're, we're two just, weeks out. And we'll have way more answers. The show that we do the week after Elimination Chamber, I think we'll have our answer by then. To, to, to what you're – if it doesn't happen that night, I don't think it's going to happen, right? Like, right. if they get past Elimination Chamber and there is no – electric, viral, crazy, you know, anything, then 
Absolutely. I don't think that anything's happening between then and WrestleMania that messes with that. I think they will have pulled it off and all is good and they can coast and they don't you know, they don't have to worry too much about it from that point on. And, and I would tell you the context clues favor that, but that doesn't mean it won't happen. The context clues favor I, that I, it's going to go the way they want because they the, the event is this week is next one week from tomorrow. So you get the, it, you burn it now. If this event was in a month, I don't know, by man, the, the way, the, the, we might be having a different conversation. But throw in the con- your context clues that they they are extraordinarily cognizant of it, right? Like they are sure. literally making decisions out of concern for it. I right. I but I'm saying the context clues of all the things they have working in their favor, aside from the fact that they are aware of it and they're purposefully counter-programming against the reaction the best they can, they also have all this time, you have this event that's going to happen right now, and you've got shit markets coming up, let's be honest. Like, your vanilla, average, run-of-the-mill markets for probably 60%, of, if not higher, of the shows between now and WrestleMania. Um, and that's that's why I think once you get past this, you're fine. This is, this is it. Couple that with like how many of those are Roman Reigns even be there. Right. I mean, he's been there more frequently than we expected him to be here, be there of late. Like we have seen way more Roman Reigns than we thought we were going to see in calendar. Although the one show was apparently his segment was taped or whatever, but yeah, he's been on it. He's been out in the arena more frequently than I expected him to be out in the arena in 2023. Like I, and more frequently than, than he definitely was for stretches, you know, after WrestleMania last year. So yeah. And, and and part of that was who the opponent was and all that. You know, he when when you're fighting Brock twice in a row, you get you kind of don't have to be on the show very much. Well, I, I mean, he's not going to be on the show for sure. Well, he's right. been on the show quite a bit. Oh yeah, he? he has been basically a full timer. He has pretty much. It's almost so, kind of hampering them. We we got to hammer through this because you know yeah. we're, we're doing so, the thing. So quickly, um, the last thing I want to say. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else to say about the main roster, but the one thing I did want to say is. It's kind of unique, like how seriously they're taking this show. Um, I don't know, like if 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 the rumors are to be believed, they really are going to do that Brock Bobby Lashley match at Elimination Chamber, which which well, it, particularly there's two things. It's either insane, or they have a specific match for Brock at Mania. Or this match is going to be bullshit, and they're going to do the real match at Mania. Right, and that's what I'm afraid of because the reporting now is that like there is no truth to a Bobby uh, uh, Brock Lesnar Gunther Gunther match. So if that's not the case, then the hell are you? Yeah, doing? because the rumor is what Gunther drew Sheamus right, right. triple threat, which yeah, he's an S kicker. By all like, means, of course, by all means, right? I'm I'm on board with that, but. And the show would, and the, what they've been doing with Sheamus and Drew on the show sort of plays into that. Yes. Like, what, like they're almost fighting, but not kind yeah, of thing. They're pushing each other. They're doing the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. 100%. All of that. But, but so they, they, just to go over the, I mean, we get the two chamber matches, which I think the, I think the participants are pretty good for the women's match. I like that. I think I would have taken, uh, Piper Niven over Carmella, but I get it. Carmella's a star and she's back. Um, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus the Judgment Day. I mean, there, there's there's still a problem there, right? Like, right, you can't beat Rhea Ripley. That's that's a problem, and I, I think it goes, we'll do the right thing. I I think 
Yeah, I say that. Their argument would be probably that you can beat Rhea Ripley because it's not a singles match, right? Because like, you just have Edge pin Finn Balor. Exactly right. And Rhea will have nothing to do with it. Rhea can even take out Beth Phoenix at some point, and they can have him completely clear. And they, like, like, there's their or argu- you could or you could have you could have Beth pin Finn Balor. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! It's that bad, isn't it? It would be better if it was Dominic. If it was Dominic, that's a thousand percent what you would do. I you'd have Beth pin Dominic. I, That's I, what it should be. I keep coming back to being so confused by what they want from Rhea Ripley and what they, I, I, I they are trying to do two separate things at once. They're not sure what the Judgment Day is. They, at this point, the Judgment Day is just Dom and Rhea, and it's no, Damien's there. He's in the he's in the U.S. Correct. title That's match. Correct. He is in the title match, isn't he? He is <laughs> there. Oh wait. Um, th- th- okay. No, that's something we should talk about. Montez Ford in the elimination chamber. Yeah, we've been like I think this has come up a few times. That can like, he can he win? He could win. There's even an argument that it's the best scenario. Right. Because um, then you have a match for Mania. Yeah. Like even even I, I don't. I, here's the problem: is I just don't care. Right. <laughs> like this goes back to my my problem that I have with the U.S. title and. It just all makes me roll my eyes. Um, but I actually think that you could argue it's the best storyline that you could present is to, to create a WrestleMania moment is to have Montez win this and win the belt at WrestleMania. That would be a big thing. Well, no, this he would win the belt. Oh, this is for the belt. That's right. God, I keep forgetting that. He would win the belt. Yeah, Jesus. So then you would do Dawkins and Ford at Mania, which could be a banger of a match. It could be a banger of a match. This could... This goes back to... You could do it without breaking them up, by the way. Yeah, you could, and I would prefer that, but I don't know that it would be as good of a WrestleMania match without breaking... I, like, I just keep coming back to... I think there are things that people enjoy. Like, I like knowing that I'm going to hear this music at some point. I like knowing... And I never understand why you try to get rid of any of that. Right. There is always the example, right? And, like, the, the shield being the eternal example... Right. Of the ability to make people like the other things just as much, right? It, and, and, and in fact, you could make people hate the music because <laughs> mm. you give the member they don't like the mm. music. Mm. You could do that. <laughs> they you did do that. Do that. They? Did they definitely did do that? Um, but I, I, it goes back to the conversations that we had about the new day, right? And like, why well, Biggie needs his own music? Like, why? I like hearing the music. I like knowing that's going to be part of my night. I, I like it less, and it feels less big when, like, he's coming out the music that I don't care about. Like, it just doesn't feel the same thing. There's a cachet to it. And I don't want them to split up the Street Profits because their entrance is great, and it's a part of the show that makes you smile and you enjoy it, and there's no reason why, if they're not winning the tag titles at the moment, you can't just have Angelo be happy for Montez and still be buddies. And it's just like a two-man faction at that point. Um, I don't know. I it, It's a weird wrestling thing. And I've talked to a lot of people within... Like It was when we were going through all that stuff with Big E, all the conversations that we had. I talked to a lot of people um, in the business about it. And it's something that... I, like, I was like, am I crazy? And they said, no. It, it, I don't know why, particularly with faces, we would do it a different way. And I... That's always what I come back to. When I like something, when I want it to be part of my... Dude, every time you hear their music and you see those cups drop out of the the sky, you're smiling, right? Like, it's a fun part of a wrestling show. 
in what world is it a good idea to get rid of that? Right. No, I get it. I, I it, it makes way more sense when it's a heel group and somebody's changing their when it's a heel group a thousand percent yeah. a thousand percent do it or 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 if you literally have the guy leaving a group to turn heel yes, or something correct right? like, correct all of those things but when you want presumably Montez winning the belt would be a face would be somebody that you want to get big pops for and I don't think you're gonna get as big of a pop if you're not giving me the cups and the music and the whole thing like. I just don't think, I mean, maybe, maybe they can create an entrance and music that we like better, but I don't trust that. All right, let's let's cut, touch on uh, the pay-per-view last Saturday. Um, largely a very good show. Largely the building a, looked really good, right? For as few people as there, they, as we talked about, they, they completely black out. They, like, they don't even have dim lights for the upper level, right? Like, right. They, they just sort of make you believe there is no upper level. At the arena. It definitely looked like way more people than I thought. And it, well, because they're essentially showing you the exact same three sections, right? Like, right. There's three but, sections. But, but, but those sections went up kind of far, <laughs> like a little farther than I okay. thought. Okay. All right. Like, that's fair. They, they had three legitimate, filled, lower level sections, and they presented. I still don't know why they needed it to be in that building, and they couldn't have found yeah. a more correctly sized building. It's a small thing for me, but there's something about when when you can do a camera shot that shows a full building that feels electric, right? Like when yeah. I'll, I'll give you an example. When I was watching SummerSlam last year, it could not have been more obvious to me how right. like, yeah. they were completely unwilling to even hint at showing you any of the rest of the stadium. Like almost embarrassingly so when they're doing a bit with Brock Lesnar and a damn bulldozer, right, right. and you have and to keep it that one angle. Right, yeah. you have to keep it on the same angle. You have to. Um, so I still would prefer that you just run right size buildings. I like the idea of NXT being on the road again. I like that. I wish they would do. I wish they create a scenario where they could do Wednesday shows at other places. Like, why couldn't you do a more? I know the expenses is the problem. Like, I I, I say, why couldn't you? I do know yeah. the answer, but I just like to believe that there's a way in which you could find. Like a, a, an ability to go do a Wednesday show at um you know the arena in Bel Air we went and saw NXT right. one time or wherever it is like a, a right now, the, what I don't want them to do and so like I will take the performance center over them trying to shove this in the beginning of SmackDown and tape it oh I agree with that hundred that won't work yes um I think they've been smart about putting this in front of the people who want to see it. Um, and so, like in that, and like in that way, I think the empty building, or that they made look full, is much better than a full building that doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I I a hundred percent agree with that. I, I mean, really do agree with that. I just again, I I wish there was a budgetary way to do it so that you could take it to right size buildings. Like, and I know you you make fun of the idea of doing a live television show at that building in Bel Air. That building in Bel Air is a pretty big building. Like, it's not. I say it's a pretty big building. I don't know what the number is. Five. No, the other built. The other building would be better. The UMBC building. The UMBC building would definitely be better, but the UMBC building. Yeah, but you can see that's see that's the but that's that makes the argument for if you have a five thousand cap building, right? It doesn't have to have five thousand people in it. No, like you can make that look the way you want it to. I, I and, guess and, my question is, what's the cost for the UMBC building, right? Like, I think you can get the Bel Air building at a extraordinarily normal cost. I feel like the UMBC building at this point might actually cost you a little bit of money. They both do. 
They both do. I mean, it, it. see, the problem with buildings in general is that unless you're literally at somewhere that follows no anything, there is a floor for how much it could cost because of the labor, right? Yeah, I get so that. The labor doesn't change because it's the same labor no matter how big the building is. And if you're at a building that follows the rules, you're paying union labor at but, a building but like that. But isn't demand a factor as well? Like the, the UMBC building is running. For for certain things, but the labor is the labor. And I, that's I, the most I, expensive I get, I get that. I get that. I just So I, the more tickets you can sell, the more revenue you have to make up for that cost. And so like running that and, – and that by the way, they didn't film those shows. So we don't know what additional – space would be needed to film mm -hmm. to film i think the umbc building you could probably take a thousand out of the capacity right just by putting television right. cameras Correct. and the giant entrance and all that stuff in there um the floor like you remember when we went to smackdown like they're smart about not putting too many seats on the floor so it pushes everybody up to those seats mm -hmm. like there's not a ton of seats on the floor if you go to a house show there's way more seats on the floor than there are when you go of to course. a Raw or a SmackDown. Of course, yes. So, so I think there's ways, and I think that's the right side. I would, I, think I would like to see them do Wednesday shows on the road. I would like to see them get to that place because it does. I, we have talked about it. Even a if times. they tape two at a time, a hundred percent, I'd be absolutely fine with the, them taping two at a time. The point of it isn't taping it. The point of it is putting it in front of people that want to see it. Yes, that's it, the issue. And it looks different, and it feels. Like you're, it feels like you're doing something. It's it's less monotonous, and we think we all know that any NXT can feel monotonous a lot of times. We're, we are right. getting lost in the shuffle. But um, no, one one more thing though, you do also see who's getting over. That's the other. Oh, great point. Part. Yeah, yeah. When you go to different places, the yeah. the show itself, you know, obviously you get the moment at the end, which was perfect, right? Like everything yep. worked out perfectly to get you the thing that you needed to get, and I we they deserve credit for that. They deserve credit for. You know, months ago, you could see that that's what they should be doing. They held out on it. Yes, they didn't create a very exciting, necessarily, card this time, but it was a good card, and it gives you the money moment to set up a Mania weekend that just just in the name of having it on WrestleMania weekend should be a little bit more electric and does have the most desirable main event that you can give everyone. Yep. And you can start to tell the story of Carmelo over these next couple of weeks to make him more of a tweener between now yep. and WrestleMania. And all of that was damn near flawless in the way that they executed it. I will add something to that. I will add to it that we were wrong for wanting it sooner. Right. Um, for a couple of reasons. A, you get it WrestleMania weekend, which is when you really should get it. And B, how much Eve like we've all believed in Carmelo Hayes, right? How much more legit is he even now, like a month later, with all of the people that they've had lined up and had him defeat? They had him beat JD McDonough, was it right? On mm -hmm. um yep, on, they he beat him this week. Yeah. And seemingly maybe he'll get a match with Dragonoff. Or, or someone like it feels like they're going to be like, this is why you should want this guy to win the belt. Like they're going to have him beat a couple more legitimate. I, I think that's exactly that's when I talk about them creating the path between now and, right. and then. And and I, it will be interesting to see how they do that with trick. Right. Like it'll be interesting right. to see. It's a little tricky. Yeah. Oh. Nicely done. Um, <laughs> But they absolutely have 
put themselves in a great, as good a place as they can be in for a main event on Mania weekend. This is as good a spot as they can be in with some time to keep cleaning it up. Um, everybody looks like a million bucks. I still, I do think that Grayson Waller is better than, than or better off than he was. Like, I don't think it hurt him to have him lose on Saturday night. Not at all. I, I thought it was great. I like the, I like the bit where they, uh, had him come into the press, the presser or whatever. And, um, who, who was it that said they want to fight? It was Tyler Bates or whatever. Yeah. I think. On the cut up, cut a video on Wednesday. That'll be right? a killer match next yep. week or whenever that happens. Um, the only thing I roll my eyes at, and it's not even like the, everything else was so good that it doesn't matter, but it's like we're just changing the rules to the matches now. Yeah. You can't, you, like that was such a convenient, like, oh, we want them to fight on the outside so you can't escape the cage. Which, by the way, like, if you're going to make that the rule forever, I'm 100% for that because that's a stupid way to win. We've talked about that, yep. right? Yep. That's a stupid way to win a match. And. Uh, you already have ladder matches that have that create. It, it's funny you say what that. You want it's, there? I actually miss that being the only way to win a cage match. It's like, different if it's the only way. Yeah, it's I, different. I, I kind of same. I kind of loved the concept of you know guys fighting at the top of the cage and like now why would you ever try to get out of a cage right, right. like it like it's, it's so, only dumb because you can also pin them right so. I kind of miss that about cage matches. Like, I kind of wish that there was a match that you could only win by doing yeah. that. It, it Because it created a trope where, like, the face would always escape the cage over the top, even though he could just pin the guy. Right. And the and the, the heel would always try to get out the whole time. And so it was like, you know what I mean? It just created, like, a... Like a... I don't know what the word for it is, but it, it just wasn't ideal... But I, like to your to your point, yes, great if it's the only way. Yeah, and I I also just think it means I, I don't know. This goes back to silly things about professional wrestling. It's sometimes I think you announce a cage match when it's really just a match that happens to have a cage around it, right? Like it's, and this would be an example. Well, this one had a little bit more behind it than that, just because there was a real feud. Sure, but like not much more. No, nope. um, I I do think it's silly when it's just like. Like like the Bailey Becky thing was was fine. Like that's that they made that mean something, right? But like they have just done this. <laughs> like I'm trying to remember there was a raw I think in Baltimore where like Chris Jericho fought was it Bray Wyatt or someone in a cage and it was like why? Right. Why right. is this a cage like, match? It's just a match that you have a cage. That's it. That's all it is. It was so Chris Jericho could jump off the cage. That was the only Cur- reason. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um stunned that they had Wesley beat Dijak. Stunned by I'm that. I'm stunned, and that match was the match of it the was, night. It was bonkers. Yes, it was wonderful. I, I mean, I, I was standing and gasping the entire time. Yeah, it was, it was excellent. And Dijak is an effing star. I mean, he's a star. Is this so they can... Are they turning him face? Maybe, it feels kind of like that, right? Maybe. Like that, I sort of get it if that's the p- point. Right, I, I sort of get it. I still, I just couldn't believe. I couldn't believe that they had Wesley uh, win the match. I don't. Gallus doesn't do a ton for me. I wish it did something for me. It, if I'm being honest with you, it was probably the the worst of the results that we could have gotten from yeah. the the tag match for me. I just, I just don't. I, 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 I don't know. 
That's for somebody else. As, as all in as I told you I was on Chase U last week, I'm that much more all in this week after uh, the pay-per-view and, and Tuesday. Great. It's, they're great. There's no doubt. Um, I thought the the thing with Fallon Henley and Keanu James, as we talked about why it made sense, it, it makes sense. They're getting some run from it. Um, you know, the, but even even uh, some good business Tuesday with that. Sure, absolutely. And you know, the women's thing was kind of formulaic, but whatever it it was formulaic. And, and you got your moment Tuesday. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I is, is NXT good now? I, I'm not ready to say good because is, is I, it above average? I above average. I still think there's a little bit too much going on at times. It's that we remember at the first where we couldn't, our heads were spinning. There are still times like this week they reintroduce Odyssey Jones and you're like, right? Do I like Odyssey Jones? Like, do I? Right. How do I feel about it? There's still at times too much going on for me to keep up with all of it. Right. But because I, I thought Tuesday was even like a pretty yeah, good I thought show. it was a pretty good show. I don't disagree with that. I thought it was a pretty good show. The, and the 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 most striking thing about it when I was thinking of uh, about NXT uh, in in as a whole. The women's division is starting to feel pretty legit. Like the I think the men's division, we would still have problems finding who the next maybe two, maybe we have an idea of who the next one title contender would be. But the next two, that might be a tough conversation, right? I could probably name five women that could fight Roxanne Perez. I mean- for the title if you did the right work in the next couple of months. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's, you know, they're an awful lot. You're not wrong about that because I don't even know if... Like, I, well, probably for the two of us, we both have Sol Ruka on the list. Like, oh, Sol Ruka is the number one draft. She's a superstar. But, God. but Nikita Lyons is still there, just injured, injured currently. yes. And they're they're doing a who hurt her in the parking yep. lot angle yep. kind of thing. you got Zoe Stark, who's legit. Mm-hmm. You've got... Um, I mean, Wendy the, Chu, I, yes, you got yeah, Wendy Chu, this uh, Volcaria chick. That's yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I I gotta like I'm not ready to say championship, but I like I like I like what I've seen. I agree with that. Like people who can work, who it wouldn't take much to like push them into a, a serious. Pr- I mean, they already Cora Jade. Obviously, we haven't even talked about right. her. Like Electra Lopez. Ele- you know? Electra Lopez. Mm-hmm. I mean. And then you've got some decent like mid card uh, people. You've got you, the Fallon and Kiana, and um, who is the one that's with Electra Lopez of the? Um, yeah. Uh, oh God. Um, uh, and we haven't the, even the, talked the, about Indy Hartwell, oh, who yeah. I assume is I, probably coming to the main I roster would, at some point. Who knows? I would think. That's a lot, man. I yeah. mean, that's like easily three or four of those you could just put into a title picture. I agree. I agree. They they are deeper than. I think we had recognized for some time. You are 100- the men, Dijak and Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know who else you're putting in the title picture. I mean, they it, clearly think that you can just keep putting the NXT UK guys in there, but I agree with you. And and at this point, Wesley Wesley's maybe. dancing on yeah. it, right? Like he's dancing on a place where he could be. In now the you, title picture. You have guys that aren't around right now that you could make it, but we don't know what the deal is with that. Correct. Like what's, where's Roderick Strong? Where's Cameron Grimes? Where, right, you know, right. I don't know what the deal is with any of those people. Like those guys, obviously, you could, and mm-hmm. you would be mad that they walk right in and do it, but you still could do it. Yep. Um, anyway. All right. Uh, Let's. AE dub? Yeah, quickly. I, I don't, there's not a ton to say. I, I really was genuinely stunned that they did the thing with the guns. Um, yeah. 
and and you could sense immediately afterwards that what they think they're getting out of it, which is, hey, let's just let's always be cognizant that when somebody's hot, they can't stay hot for forever, <laughs> and it's always better for someone to be chasing, right? Like that, like, and I think that's what they felt they were getting out of it, but it really did feel like the air came out of the balloon. They killed the building. Yeah, like it. And you re- ended the show that way. It really did feel like this is not. We th- this wasn't the heat that maybe you wanted as much as it was the, dude. What in the f are you doing? And part of that is because, frankly, the guns aren't strong enough. Like, right. The, as much as you've done with them, it was only relevant because of Billy's presence and. This I'm not trying to compare it to Sting because it doesn't compare to Sting. The great thing about Billy as part of the acclaimed is that he didn't get in the way, right? He wasn't a babysitter. Right. He was a mascot, you know, like he was. Yeah, he has a saying, and he yeah, that's it. That's and it. That's that's exactly what it should be. And the guns being forced into this when they've done, and I know they were trying to sell it on Wednesday. Well, look at who they've beaten recently. They just beat FT. Like they were trying to sell it yeah. back to you, that, like foreshadowing what they were about to do, like here's why it's worthy, it never felt that way. At no, It only felt like they were in this story because of Billy Gunn, and Billy Gunn shouldn't be the story of the acclaimed. Like at no way should Billy Gunn be the story of the acclaimed. So... I was nervous that they were about to make him that story. The oh, story. in the in the closing moments, a hundred percent. Like it definitely felt that way. But it almost made it more awkward that they didn't somehow. Like, yeah, like it, like they should that the whole way that they ended the match was like they clearly were playing into us thinking that he Billy was going was to turn, turn on right. them. But then when they didn't do it and they still lost, yeah, that kind of didn't make sense. It just, <laughs> I mean, it was. Utterly, fl- the air was utterly out of the balloon, man. Like it was. I, I, I guess they can get it back, but yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's just, it's just not the right team. No, for this. And part of the problem, and we have to talk about it. Like, or we have to acknowledge it. We don't have to talk about it. AEW sucks for tag teams. I'm oh, sorry. I mean, we've said this all. Like, the, the whole no, it, it's at an all-time suck right now because you've got the the best tag team in the company in a six-man situation. Mm-hmm. The other one left, or or is not around right now. Whatever the situation is, right. The other ones are playing, you know, group games with with people. Like you broke up another one of the teams that had any steam like i just don't know who's left who's a real team that is a main event talent in the tag team division i i hadn't i hadn't really thought anybody i hadn't really thought about it but you're not wrong and Um, by the way if you went to the other show you could probably name about six which is kind of wild like i had that epiphany this week when when there was like six you know three tag team matches with six teams like a, a couple of them were kind of cliff noted together They've got real tag teams. Right, no, WWE. to to your point, like 2.0 isn't they're a tag team, but they're not really a tag team. They're in the Jericho and if Appreciation Society. Friends aren't society. really a tag right. team right they're now. They're a group, yes. Who is it? Like the the young bucks aren't really a tag team right now. Um I just don't know the answer and so like Well, they and they were damn near attempt trying to do it with Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett uh, a oh couple God, of weeks yeah. ago, right? Like the, and, and by but, the way, 
I know we hate it, but that would have been more effective. It would have been it would have been more effective. I agree, and it's it it's sucks. still awful, but it's right. more effective because again, the crowd was reacting to them. The the yes, like in the way you want them to. Yes, and it's not so obvious that they don't. Again, part of the problem with the with the guns is it's so obvious they don't belong because the only reason they're in this thing is because of Billy Gunn. Like that's if his, it. If his dad wasn't, if their dad was, let, let's let's be honest in the non kayfabe way. If their dad wasn't there, they wouldn't have a job at a wrestling company at that level. Is that accurate? Um, I would have at to at that level right now. Currently, I, I would have would they to eventually. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I would have to ask AJ more about that because I know he trained with them for a little while, and I think it's he's. Not, I'm not being disrespectful. It's like, would they be an MLW? Would they be an Impact? Right. Like, or would they be as fast tracked? Well, they certainly they, they certainly don't have anything that would have forced their way to being signed by someone, right? Like that, I think right. that's the like, best way of saying it. Let's be honest. Like same with Dominic Mysterio. Like he would not be anywhere. Well, I mean, yeah, that's 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 a good that's a great point. Um, there's just nothing there, and there's nothing about the guns that would have forced them to be signed by anyone. Could they have just put together a bunch of great matches somewhere that they would have gotten an opportunity? Sure. Exactly. I, I don't know, but there's definitely no world in which. There would have been like they don't jump off the page at anyone. Like winning the titles in a major company. Nope. And th- nope. that's the point I'm trying to make. Not that anything disrespectful to the performers. Just like there's a lot of guys like them. Yep. And 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 there's nothing that's like the acclaimed was one where we were like, wait a second. Yeah. Yep. How did WWE whiff on these guys? Yep. I mean, this, right? these guys are stars. Yes, immediately. The second they put a microphone in, in front of them, you yep. were like, there's something here. Yep. And maybe it wasn't as good right at, at, up front, but there was something. You could tell there was something there. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, the MJF. Problem. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I wasn't I, really that offended yeah, by any of this. And the funny thing being, now I'm wondering if it was all, like they thought that they would get a more explosive reaction to it. They didn't, and they almost suggested to Eddie Kingston that he say something about it on Twitter because... The, oh, I missed the Eddie Kingston. Oh, Eddie Kingston was the one who compared it to Katie Vick, right? Like, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's what really got this going because at first, on like Wednesday night, I wasn't seeing a ton of reaction to it. But well, then... I, so before I saw it, I saw a reaction that was like people were acting like he said something controversial about Liv Morgan. And then I saw the promo and I was like, that actually didn't say anything to me about Liv Morgan. Well, he said the word, he said the name Liv, but the person he described was not... Was nothing like Bill right, Liv Morgan. Right. Exactly right. Like That's, that's why, it, to me, it had no legs to it, you know? It was like, like, I, I mean, in that sense. Well, I don't know problem. if he was trying to lean into... I don't know if there's some something there between them that other people on the internet know about that I don't know about, but there yes. There was a recent picture of them together. That's it. Okay. All right. I mean... But, like, I mean, you would presume they're friendly. They're from the same part of the country. Sure. Sure. Like, like we all know that like anyone who is in independent wrestling, if they're from the same part of the country, they probably know each yeah, other most in likely, some way, right. right? Most likely. But if anything, he probably called Liv Morgan. So I'm going to say your name on the. You know what I mean? Like, well, and like, I, I don't people know. People were trying to act like he said something about her. Well, like, hey, look, if, real. if he's making a suggestion that Liv Morgan gave him head, that's a problem, right? Like that. Right, but that's, that's not, not how that came off to me. I, Did it come off like that to you? I I only felt that way when I read somebody else's tweet, right? Like I only started asking questions about it right. when I read somebody else's tweet. Like it, if if he had said you know the the person's name was Dana, would we all assume that it was Dana Brooke? Like I 
No. I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I just don't know. And, what the, and it was supposedly a story from like, it's a made up story clearly, but it was like a story from high school or something. You know what I mean? So it's like you said, I was, I was at the gym two weeks ago and well, got in the car. If, if yeah. At any point he was trying to suggest that he got head from, from Liv Morgan, that's a problem, right? Like, that's, <laughs> right, like right. I, that's a problem. But it separates. I definitely did not find this to be nearly as problematic as his openly racist promo a few weeks ago. Like, um, also what he said in the ring this week. Yeah, there was definitely like I, I no obla. Yeah, I mean, but that like I can dismiss as like a trope. You know what I mean? Like, sure. The thing from a couple weeks ago was about as racist as it gets. <laughs> it's one of the most racist things I've ever seen on television. So for this to be the problem, I get it. Like him making the 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 gesture. Well, I was just gonna say, should he do that? Probably not. No, but I'm not offended by it. Either. I'm not, but like I do. But I don't think I don't think they should be doing that. Yes, in general, I would say that was a step too far. Now I get it. They want to be the company that goes a step too far and then brings it back, right? Like they want to dance up the line and then say, "All right, let's ease it back up a little bit," because that's how you get attention. Like I understand. That yeah. that's sort of what they're trying to do, and MJF has always been the perfect person to do that because you're supposed to hate MJF. Like, I understand it. The funny thing being, it almost distracted from the story he was telling in the pro- promo, which should have been the takeaway, which is, I am so evil that I'm willing to, like, you know, ruin someone's life to avoid getting a DUI. Like, right. that's how evil I am. But instead, and everyone's laughing about the gesture. Exactly right. It, you miss the point of the promo because you get lost in the gesture. And that, to me, is the actual problematic part about all of it, which is the story he told was a great story for look how evil MJF is, and instead, nobody's talking about that. No one at all is concerned about it. The only part they're talking about is him, you know, making that face. That's it. So, yeah, I don't know. All right, can we write? Yeah, just one last thing. I mean, about that and then one last. Oh, God, we got to go. The last thing about that is it's just I feel like there's a line between controversy and um, the garbage can. Sure. That's garbage can. I don't don't disagree. Like that. That's I'm embarrassed to watch this kind of stuff. Um, it, it it could get to that. I wasn't there, but like I think if, you, if he would have just said the word distraction without yeah. making the face, it would have accomplished exactly what they wanted it to accomplish. Exactly. Yeah. But it, like if if if, that, if it's gonna turn into something that happens all the time, like when everybody decided to say, um, I don't remember what was the phrase everyone said like every week for a while. It was like something about balls or bullshit. Oh, I don't know. God, there was some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some like kind of garbagey thing that everybody decided. I mean, and they pulled Daniel or sorry, Dan, Brian Danielson into it and yep. everything else. Yep. Like, let's not let's just let let it yes, leave I, there. I would it'll prefer, be fine. Yes. And then one last thing is like, I just don't need to see people bleeding on dynamite for no reason. I like yeah, we've talked about that a lot. I'm I'm out again. On, I'm out on bleeding in general. Like I'm just I'm out on it. Like I. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And 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 and, and, and if you're going to do it and, and and you're telling me the reason that you're doing it is for impact, then you can't do it twice in the same night. Yep. I mean just whatever. Anyway. We've been through this. I just been through to this say something times. about that. Yeah, but we've been but the match the MJF match was very very good. Yeah. He did remind you that he can Yep, he can go. Absolutely. 100%. 
All right. Um, I would plug something for Aaron, but frankly, I don't like them. So not going to plug it. Don't, don't, no, I, whatever. <laughs> At the Aoster yeah. on Twitter and, and the Circa. You, we, uh, we, of course, are, the reason why I got to go is because I've got to do dinner with my wife tonight so I can spend Valentine's Day with you. Yes. This this Tuesday, Our Lady Peace at Ramshead Live will be there. Um, tickets are available. Also, we announced a show with Lucius on April 12th and a show with Prof on April 29th. Both of those are on sale now. Um, yeah, we're announcing a ton of stuff in the next couple of weeks. RamsheadLive.com at RamsheadLive when's, on Instagram. When's Ella May, by the way? Uh, May, May 19th, I believe. Just got to make sure I mark that date on the old calendar. Yes, and tickets are going fast. In fact, the, that one's almost sold out. Excellent. So if you want tickets, go to, like I said, at Ramsed Live on Instagram and Twitter, RamsedLive.com for tickets. As always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. At Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com for me, for Brandon, for Aaron, for the main event. Vent. Vent. Vent, 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 AJ Francis, uh, uh, top dollar, whatever, the main event. Hoo-hada. Yeah, hoo-hada. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out. I'm hoping that Brandon will give me a distraction on Valentine's Day.